on, you guys? It's your girl Pam with 2200 Tabs. Yo, I have a really cool guest today. I told you, if you stick with me, you're going to keep uh, you finding out who our guests are and special guests and secret guests. But this dude is known <laughs> within the veteran community. Um, I am a fan favorite of him. His name is Eric King. He's actually a retired major out of the Army, correct? Correct. All right. He's also... <laughs> <laughs> He's also the founder of Vets What's Next. We're going to get into his organization here in a little bit. Uh, but Eric is also an Adaptive Training Foundation alumni. He just graduated, what has it been, about, about a month or two already? A couple months? Yeah, it's been about a month and a week or so. All right. Well, before we really dive into that, because I want to kind of talk crap about Travis, because he's put you through the ringer, he's put me through the ringer, and we love him. But er- Eric, you, you, I was doing a little bit of background on you, and um, feel free to jump in. But you're, um, you're retired major from the U.S. Army. You, Correct. I was you, medically retired. Medically 2016. retired. 2016. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you served how many tours? Uh, three tours: two in Iraq and one in Afghanistan. Very cool. So real quick, I just want to kind of brush, I want to talk about, you know, your your story kind of in that little pocket. But what ultimately made you want to create Vets What's Next? And we're going to really dive into what that foundation is all about here in a minute. Okay, absolutely. Uh, well, first off, thanks, Pam, for having me on your podcast. Absolutely. Uh, podcast is a really great platform to allow uh, folks like myself to get on your platform and to tell our story and to tell the world what we're doing Mm -hmm. and allow people to find out about some of the great resources and all those things a lot of us have to offer. So again, thank you for having me on your show. Uh, I'm a big fan of yours too, as we work alongside each other, working out uh, to help stay fit because uh, health is wealth, (laughs) as well as to help cope with things we may be going through in life. So exercising, uh, being physically fit, spiritually fit, and mentally fit, all those key components uh, are what we're needing in our day-to-day life. So how did Best What's Next Nonprofit uh, come about? Well, I'm going to go back to my the start of my military career when I did not know Best What's Next was going to ever even exist. Uh, so starting off in the military, uh, June of 2000, uh, as a combat engineer in the United States Army, I started off on the enlisted side uh, because I knew that I was looking for a way to uh, provide for my kids at that time as I was a little young, 20-year-old uh, with two children, wow. right? And uh, I'm sitting there trying to figure out, man, what I'm going to be doing with my life to take care of this responsibility that I have. And a commercial came on the television, recruiting for the Army. Oh, no. I said... I guess that's what it is. <laughs> and I called a recruiter right there. Uh, I was there in Arkansas and I went and saw a recruiter and, and my military uh, career and journey began there. Um, I was in college at the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff where I obtained my uh, bachelor's degree uh, in criminal justice, uh, going through the ROTC program as well as I wanted to go from green to go. Uh, because <laughs> I was on enlisted, I said, well, I'm hearing all these other benefits of since I'm in college, you know, commission. All right, well, let me try or whatever. You get a pass. Let me just tell you, you get a pass. You did enlist before you're an officer, so you have no respect for me. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. And so uh, I commissioned in 2003 right to the, the infantry corps. Um, and um, from there, I 
Started off on my first deployment over to Iraq, followed by a second deployment. Uh, during that time, I was injured over in Iraq from a roadside bomb, uh, an IED, an improvised explosive device, while we were out on a recon uh, mission. Hmm. Uh, of that, it left me with, uh, as my big was, took the direct hit of the IED. It left me with uh, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, traumatic brain injury, TBI, uh, which, you know, there's not that uh, mm-hmm. I look in the mirror and see every morning as a reminder of that day and all the other things that happened <sighs> that day. Now, real quick, I want to like time out, right? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you really know what you got yourself into coming on the show, but I'm going to ask you some questions okay. uh, respectfully. And, yeah. uh, you know, being a combat engineer, not a lot of people know what that what that's about. I do. Uh, but your main job was to look for bombs, correct? Well, at the time I was a combat engineer, uh, when I deployed, I was infantry at that time. Oh, okay. So, so during my combat engineer time, I just learned how to uh, make, you know, uh, bombs, lay, you know, little <laughs> traps, mines, uh, but also to build bridges and doing that, the engineering piece aside of you know, we have the other uh, structure things, construction, et cetera. And then we have some of those components okay. underneath it. Uh, but I was infantry at the time. I was a I was a lieutenant at this particular time um, when I was injured the first time in Iraq. My second injury, uh, I was a company commander at the time. But from this particular incident that really led to uh, the major uh, injury of mine with the traumatic brain injury that uh, this not again came about. Yeah. Uh, but again, a TBI, traumatic brain injury with residuals of a seizure disorder, which at that one time was like out of control. But over time, it you know got to a point where it was uh, controllable. Would you be uh, but I continue on uh, with my military career. I even had the opportunity to, to deploy again. But my from those injuries, my health began to uh, decline, even after being hospitalized. Um and the military said, uh, with my seizure disorder being pretty much uncontrollable Jeez. at the time, that I was no longer fit to continue to to serve due to the injuries I sustained. And uh, again, treatments, hospitalization, et cetera. And so all that starting from 2000, now here we are, 2016, and I'm no longer uh, Major Eric King. I'm now Eric King. And I find myself in a very, very dark, dark, dark place because I'm no longer doing what I love to do. And they were serving our great country, leading it, you know, sons and daughters, uh, training them, leading them into combat and uh, having friends who lost their lives in combat, uh, soldiers under leadership. And, you know, I attempted to take my own life because I did not know what to do. I didn't know what to turn. Uh, I felt like one, my job was incomplete Two, the guilt that I live with three, um this world now, uh, as I'm considered a civilian, I didn't know how to fit inside of it. Because yeah. here I am, a little young person starting off in the military, right? Now I'm a grown man because majority of my my young adult adolescent years coming up through the ranks is in the military. And here I am now a full grown blown man and I'm being told Hey, you gotta figure this thing out and fend for yourself because Uncle Sam was no longer taking care of you. From family. that aspect. Right, in that aspect of being in there. You're right? a family man. You got kids at that, at that Absolutely. time. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. it's a Absolutely. blow to a lot of stuff right there. 
Absolutely. Um, let me ask you real quick. I know just from like my heart to you, you like just simple conversation, right? Mm-hmm. I don't really know a lot of what happened to you overseas and we don't have to go in de- into depth. Yeah. It's not, it, you don't, I don't want you to try to, I don't, we're not going to try to make anybody relive this shit. It's not what it's about. Right. But I'm just curious what happened that made you get to the point where you're like, I'm, I'm about ready to take myself out with the guilt. And, and cause I can't imagine as a leader losing people under your leadership because that's what we don't want. We don't want to lose anybody right. on our watch, but ultimately Maybe if you could just kind of catch us up, me up, because I really don't know. Um, yeah. You know, as far as you want to take us or me more personally without getting tipped over, uh, just to kind of help our listeners understand what the hell, you know, what led up to a lot of this shit. And yeah, and we'll get to the good stuff, I promise. Yeah. Well, I would just sum it up to um, anytime you're placed in a position of leadership, regardless of what your rank is, if you're in charge of one person, if you're in charge of a, a, a brigade or a division, unicized element, you have a level of responsibility, and that is to protect, serve, and keep you know those humans under you, alongside of you, as well as in front of you, uh, safe. Yeah. And for me, uh, experiencing what I experienced in combat, again, the loss of soldiers, uh, the loss of soldiers who lost limbs, uh, being out on combat, and I think the, the, the biggest thing that I live, live with for the longest is, you know, I had a, as I was a company commander, I had a, a lieutenant to say to me uh, after um, we were on a mission, I was the second vehicle and the convoy. And uh, we had completed our mission and we were returning back to the FOB, the four operating base. And uh, as we were just outside of the gate, I would say less than a mile or so outside of the gate, uh, we were attacked and the lead vehicle received uh, that attack from a roadside pressure plate. And um, it was my lieutenant, driver, and TC all critically injured. And uh, as you know, we, we, we've taken care of the situation. We're rendering aid. We're getting the wounded in the back of the medevac vehicle. And uh, my lieutenant, who Earlier, before going on that mission, said, hey, sir, my, my guys, they're tired. And I said, well, LT, we all tired. You know, we're humping. We're all tired. And he was doing the right thing, looking out for his troops. And I said, but your your, your platoon is the most refreshed platoon uh, to go out on this mission. Uh, but uh, he was in that lead vehicle, and uh, he was injured. And he says to me, you know, and I understand, you know, not saying that, uh, I fought or blame him of anything, but he said, you know, sir, this could have been afforded. Like, you know, you did this. I told you we, we weren't ready. And I took that, you know, and I was like, man, like, you know, uh, as, as a leader, you, you, you put in all these risk mitigating factors, Mm -hmm. uh, but the enemy does have a say so in the fight. Uh, but to hear that and to know what just happened, you know, I, I took that to heart and I lived with it for a long time. And now out of the military, uh, as I'm replaying everything that happened, I'm talking about from the, my first deployment in Iraq, second deployment, I tell you, when we went into Iraq the first time, you know, I was a young lieutenant and this was like OIF3, OIF4. It's the beginning of the, of the war hmm. in Iraq. And uh, with that level of responsibility, I'm grateful that I had it. But when you look back on it, 
I'm like, uh, you know, what if we would have taken a different route? Even when I was here, we would have taken a different route. What if we would have left 10 minutes later than what we did, 10 minutes earlier than what we did? What if we would have been looking out better? Vehicle spacing would have been, you know, either closer. All those things I'm replaying to try to, you know, react out what happened to have avoided those situations. And there was nothing that I could have done to replay those in real life because what had happened had already been happened. But it was, you know, doing that to me, you know, taking me down, taking me down. And depression kicks in, anxiety kick in, and guilt kicks in and takes over. And I felt like at the time I, I had no other no other thing to do but to, to to ease this pain and this guilt is to take my life. And when I went to do that, uh, my son, my oldest son, Eric, if he would have been 0.2 seconds later into the room, you and I probably wouldn't be on this podcast um, right now. That close, huh? Uh, yeah, it was it was that close. Uh, as well as you know, I had a best friend of mine, Captain Howard Wade, um, who took his own life with PTSD, and friends of mine uh, who took their lives. So I'm living with a, a lot of things, and and now I'm being told you can no longer serve. Like, mm-hmm. what am I to do? Mm-hmm. So going through all of this and, you know, not taking the initial step of getting the help that I need. And I would tell you this, too, uh, when I was a company commander, when I knew I needed help, when I knew I needed help, uh, because in the un- in, in, when you have on your uniform, you know, you have like on this, this, this Superman, superhero costume or whatever. And, and you try to act a part like nothing is going on internally with you. But when you get home and you don a uniform and, and, and you feeling like you're all alone, now you f- you find yourself rewriting out missions and rethinking things. And mm-hmm. I knew I needed the help. And the first time I went to try to get help, I'm in behavior health there at Fort Stewart, Georgia, uh, where I was a, a third ID dog face soldier, third infantry division, third ID dog face soldier. I'm in uh, behavior health. I'm going to the back to talk to a counselor for the first time. As I'm going down this hall, a soldier of mine out of my own unit was coming out from seeing someone. He says, sir, what are you doing here? I said, oh, well, I'm here checking on a soldier. Because I was too afraid to say I'm here for the same reason why you're here. Because I felt at that time, had I said that, which I should have, it would have gotten back to the formation. Oh, the commander's over there getting, you know, some help. He's saying behavior health because of some mentally whatever I had put in my head right. it caused me to turn around and b- walk out of the door behind him that was the first mistake for me because why it was that stigma mm-hmm. it was that, you know how can you lead you know soldiers in combat when you're not mentally <sighs> because it's that stigma you know and what's crazy is like it has to to break the stigma especially active or what have you or, or police departments, it has to start from the top, mm-hmm. almost like giving your your people permission to feel it and to go get help. It's crazy, dude. Oh, thank you for sharing yeah. that. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. No, a- a- absolutely. And so here we are, fast forward, uh, out of the military, the went through the, the point of taking my life and all those good, not good things at that time, mm-hmm. um, but finally getting the help that I needed, right? Because I have little ones to look at the a lot of people surrounding around me that loved me more than I loved myself at that time. Right. <laughs> I love you. I <laughs> right. Love you, dude. I'm glad you're and, here. And and so th- the day I said, well, you know what, Eric, uh, you know, there's a purpose for me. Mm. You know, I survived, you know, 
combat. Uh, I've survived from taking my own life. There's another purpose. God still have me here for a reason. And once I found that my reason is to serve others, even outside of uniform, I'm sitting up in my bed one morning. I say, Eric, what's next for you? I said, well, they're selfish. It's what's next for those who are serving, those who will serve, and those who have served. And that's where the name Best What's Next was derived from. And so I began it from everything that I learned about going through that transitional period, which we transitioned from the time we get out, really before we even get out of the military, up until the time we're no longer on this earth. Mm -hmm. It's still a transition for us. And um, I took all my experiences of transitioning out of the military, and I said, well, let me try to, from what I know, put something together to help those who are asking those same questions that I ask myself, what's next? And so that is when I built the Best What's Next uh, virtual website, mm-hmm. which provides a consolidated hub to many different services, resources, benefits, jobs, discounts, and so much more in one centralized location. Then I said, well, I want to take it further. You know, what is my audience? I said, well, you know, our senior veterans, you know, beginning to phase out because of age, et cetera. Yeah. And we have our younger, you know, of one of those alphabets, <laughs> generations, right? Uh, Gen X or whatever, that are coming up. And uh, they need a one-stop shop to go to. Though there are many, you know, better nonprofit organizations out there that provide great services. And I felt like I need to do my due, due diligence and add to it. And so I said, well, my captive audience is everybody. Uh, but if, if you prioritize it, I said, well, it's that younger generation. So I came up with the Best What's Next mobile application uh, that provide those same services uh, through a mobile app, but you can have a mobile hub in hand um, to those services. So that's the services. Yeah, that's the services we provide on the technical side, you know, of the pillar. Then I said, well, what can we do out in the community? You know, because I like to, you know, beat the ground. So we start all initiatives. uh, One that's coming up uh, May 28th, this Saturday. Um, is the Best What's Next Suicide Prevention Walk Run-A-Thon 5K. Mm-hmm. And that was derived from my own personal experiences, dealing with uh, almost being a, a, a another mm-hmm. number added to uh, that suicide number. Yeah. As it is reported that we have 17 to 22 veterans uh, that are taking their lives a day, whether it's from PTSD or other mental. The reason I have on this shirt, yeah. uh, 22, 22. Yeah. Yeah. The 2222, and uh, May is the month of mental health awareness. Uh, so that run for this Saturday um, is just that to bring awareness uh, to mental health, mental illness, PTSD, and all those other things that we are battling every day because we have to defeat this beast mm-hmm. that I call suicide. And uh, we're doing that this Saturday. So for any of your listeners who may want to join, they can go to that's what's next. Dot org. I know you're going to hit that, but best what's next. Uh, dot org. They can register um, uh, right there and, and, and they can join in in person in DeSoto, Texas, or they can join in um, virtually. But that's just one of the things that we do throughout the year. We also have our annual mm-hmm. uh, uh, golf tournament where we raise funds to give back to disabled veterans, dependents who are in college with the $4,000 uh, school term scholarship. Oh, $2,000. Wow. Yes, two thousand um, dollars each semester. We do that. We feed the the displaced or the homeless veterans on Veterans Day. We go out on Christmas Eve, and we give out uh, best what's next apparel, 
hoodies, uh, which is a gift of love, the gift of warmth uh, to our veterans who are displaced or homeless or veterans in uh, community assisted living homes. And uh, we're just here for best what's next to, to give back, to do our part and to do what the good Lord has put us all on this place to do in this vessel uh, that we walk around in every day. And that's to serve others. Uh, because it's not about serving ourselves. And once I learned that, I was able to even get past what I was going through. And I said, Eric, this is not about you, brother. You know, got it. The guilt I was going through, got it. You know, the depression I was going through. But I had to tell myself, man, this is bigger than you. This is borrowed time. So do what you need to do and serve others like the good Lord did himself. Dude, I I. I wanted to interrupt a few times, but I'm like, he's on a roll. So I'm so glad you just kept going. Such good information. And it it sounds like you guys have more than one. You guys have multiple events throughout the year. So we're going to push this out, hopefully, before the 28th of May, which is like literally in a few days. So I'm hoping (laughs) I'll get it out tonight if I have to. I'll sit down, mix it, push it out, get it for you. We'll rock it, right? But if people listen to this after that event... It sounds like there's a golf tournament. There's a turkey. You know, I saw where y'all give away like 50 turkeys or something like that, or you've given away to the full. It, it, it was the turkey and all the trimmings. That is you know, not just the turkey, but everything you need for a full uh, Thanksgiving dinner to feed a family of four. Oh my God. That Minimum. Is, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And I did go on your website because I like to do my homework. And I noticed, man, had your website been, a, you know, this platform or just a website like what you've built and created been around when I was going through my crap wow because it takes the guessing game out of a lot of like where do I go who do I talk to where do I look for a job where do I do this or where can I it's all on your website so guys you guys want to get on there and check it out we'll put we'll put it in the in all the stuff below the description put your links down there um and that's a big part of why I put you know, nonprofits on my website, trustworthy nonprofits, which I will add yours once we're all done with yeah. this, a fun one. Uh, so it's in a centralized location because we speak on it on every podcast and it's various nonprofits or organizations. Mm-hmm. And we just need a centralized hub so people can be like, oh, here we, here we go. Right. So thank all you right. for that, because I think that's very important. Uh, one thing I do want to ask you about. Your coffee, dude. Yeah, I, I want to know more yeah. about this coffee because I'm a coffee junkie. If there's okay. nothing else left in this world but coffee, I would still be happy as happy as a cucumber. <laughs> so I want to hit on that real quick and just kind of see what that's all about and kind of circle back yeah. right from there. Absolutely. I see you have the Black Rifle coffee mug there. That is nice. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. I love their mugs. I don't, yeah. drink, I don't drink their coffee. Uh. I, I, I'm a Texas pecan H-E-B coffee junkie. So, yeah, but I like their their apparel and their brand. So, Support well, well, I, well I, I'm I'm going to promise you, we're going to get you uh, some uh, some of our coffee accessories uh, over there to you. So, King, King's Coffee uh, is our coffee company, and King's Coffee uh, is derived from my son, the one who saved my life, hmm. uh, said to me one day, "Hey, Dad, I remember you was going through your thing and." You would drink coffee as I saw it to be, you know, comforting for you. It was like the center of your day. It grounded you. Yeah. I think that's something you should have. You know, we should have our own coffee. And I said, okay, I guess, you know, sending you to college is paying off. 
you're smarter than I thought. That's you were. right. You're like ten years old, and you've got like a nineteen year old, right, or something like that. Got twenty two. Hey, I have a twenty two year old. Oh my god. One. He's 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 twenty one, and uh, so yeah, I began to do my homework, looking into uh, how I can you know get my own coffee company going because I knew what coffee did for me, mm-hmm. and I saw it as 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 a win win where. Uh, started my own coffee company can also give back to my nonprofit, right? Because as you know, as nonprofits, we are only funded whether it's through private funding or grants, etc. Uh, so I see this as a way to be able to put back into the best what's next nonprofit to help keep it going. I also saw it as being able to, as a a, a service disabled uh, veteran with a small business, uh, will be able to. Uh, help promote and encourage other veterans that they too can become entrepreneurs. They too can find a niche. They too can still have life after the military by doing some of those great things that uh, they want to do now that they're no longer serving or still serving. So anyway, I began to do my homework, found the right, you know, coffee farm and distributor uh, that I wanted to go through to produce uh, a great coffee. And the thing about King's Coffee is just that. It's a non-GMO uh, coffee, a low acid coffee, uh, a great tasting uh, gourmet coffee uh, that is going to provide you uh, that healthy coffee that you need, uh, whether you drink coffee a lot or you drink coffee a little. Mm. And we provide that in espresso. We provide that in four different coffee roasts, uh, light, medium, dark uh, blend, coffee beans, ground, as well as K-Cups. And uh, for anyone who wants to know more specifically about our coffee, they can visit kingscoffee.io. That's kingscoffee.io. And we have it all laid out there for you where the coffee comes from. And our coffee majority comes from uh, Honduras, um, El Salvador. And we have some coffee that comes from Africa. So it's some of the the best coffee, non-pesticide coffee that you'll want to drink that is also uh, good for those who have those autoimmune Mm-hmm. Uh, issues. That's good to know. So, uh, with with you being an HEB coffee drinker or whatever, I, I will guarantee you, uh, <laughs> you will love this coffee. And if not, you know where I'm at. I'm on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. <laughs> and you can say, "Hey, hey, E, man, here's your coffee bag." You know, uh, because because what what King's Coffee and partnering with Best What's Next is going to do is going to give you. Uh, a couple of different uh, samples of all coffees. All right and on. we're going to give you a King's Coffee mug so you can slide that mm. black right out of the way so you can have King's Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> out of a King's Coffee mug. I so, love that, man. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. We're going to do it for you. Uh, but it's it's all about, again, giving back. Yeah. And this yeah. is a way to give back where uh, a portion of all purchases on King's Coffee site uh, a portion of those proceeds does go back to Best What's Next nonprofit uh, corporation. So again, I look at it as a win-win where we can continue helping veterans and their families through Best What's Next uh, with the help and partnering of King's Coffee. I love that for so many different reasons. So many, and I might need to pick your brain because with a name like Twenty Ten or Taps, we can go so many different directions. And my brain has been like, I think I want to do this, this, and that. And coffee is definitely on my radar. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited to try it because the one thing I, I mean, I love this coffee, and I'm usually pretty good. But man, coffee sometimes that acid 
And I think if you're a coffee drinker, you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes that acid yeah. just kind of ugh. So yeah. I'm super stoked to try it. I'm super yeah. So that, that, that's that's one great thing I like about uh, you know King's Coffee. Like I said, it, it's that low acid coffee, mm-hmm. in which all coffee is going to have caffeine in it. You know, I'm not going to say it has zero better uh, you know <laughs> caffeine, but uh, uh, but this this coffee that is a non uh, decaf coffee, uh, which we have that coming soon. We have flavor coffee coming soon and we have the decaf uh, coming soon as well. Um, but our coffee that isn't right now, the decaf, mm-hmm. hey, it's, it's great for those who have those issues, which are, you know, acid reflux and all those type of things. This coffee would definitely help. So, uh, you know, Marina, uh, mm-hmm. Marina really was like, you know, when I drink coffee, you know, w- with my stomach or whatever, uh, what was that you say? It, oh, is she right there? Yeah. Is she right there? Inflammation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Inflammation. Yeah. And, and and so I said, well, I can't have a coffee where it's, it's not tolerable for you. Because if it's not tolerable for you, then I know there are so many others that it isn't tolerable for. Right. And so I'm like, hey, note it. Write that down. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we was able to provide just that uh, that coffee that's good for everybody and it has all this health studies about coffee and it helps with dementia and all these other things hey i'm not a scientist uh but folks can read into the benefits the health benefits and drinking coffee as well as for those who think coffee isn't good for them um but again king's coffee i'm excited the best to go and you know you know as we say but first King's coffee, first thing in the morning. <laughs> I'm excited for that, man. And uh, my trainer, Rita, at ATF, actually, she had told me, she's like, because I love coffee. I'll drink it all day if I could. She's yeah. like, well, if you want to drink it during your workout, go for it. I'm like, yeah. She's like, I, di- I do it. I'm like, yeah. well. What rose do you like, Pam? Uh, I love dark. Dark? The darker okay. the better. Mm-hmm. Okay. You do uh, K-cups and you do beans? Or you do- I do ground uh, I tried doing the whole, you know, f- the whole being grounded myself, but I could never get yeah, the grounds right. Yeah. Uh, so I usually just get the pre-ground and I use a French press. Like I don't use okay. regular coffee makers. I use a French press. Okay. So you, you do regular coffee or you do espresso coffee? I do or- just regular dark, like okay. Colombian. Well, okay. Right. And that's what I have. So oh. so we're, we're, we're definitely going to... Uh, take care of you uh with that and uh looking forward to getting your feedback yo if you need a taste tester let's go i'm your let's girl <laughs> but, and for any veteran or veteran supporter out there your family members uh who wants to which i highly encourage you to again go to kingscoffee.io or you can go through bestwhatsnext.org mm-hmm. and click on the shop coffee to take you to the direct link as well um but put in for promo code service that's service s-e-r-v-i-c-e and you will receive a military discount of the 10% off of your purchase. I did see that. I did see that. Very cool. Well, hell yeah. We're going to put all those links down below and help get that word out, especially for veterans and uh, all that good stuff. And uh, word to the wise, if you see a veteran's coffee cup and it's stained to madness, do not freaking wash it or you will die. <laughs> do not touch it. True. <laughs> um, it has history to it. It has history. It's seasoned yes <laughs> i've heard yeah. some horror stories do not watch and here to what you just said <laughs> <laughs> well cool man well hey real quick um 
I thank you. First of all, thank you for sharing your story. You know, what happened to you overseas and your struggle, because a lot of people need to hear that. A lot of people, I don't know if, if they just kind of see like founders or CEOs or maybe leaders of certain organizations or, or whatnot, but they don't know their story. It's like you never really see them. You never really talk to them. But to see people like you and every and other people that we've had on the show be that vulnerable, uh, it, it, it speaks volume to who you are. And I, I, I'm a firm believer that it's going to help draw those people who need you more because it's like, oh, he gets it. You know what I mean? Or she gets it. Absolutely. So thank you for that. Oh, um, you're more than welcome. I do want to, I want to, I want to real quick talk about Travis. Okay. Uh, for those that don't know Travis Strong, uh, you may have seen a viral video of this guy with no legs, literally climbing up like, I think like 500 stairs. I mean, this video, video went viral. It was crazy. Uh, he's a personal friend of ours. He was your trainer at ATF. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I'm a believer, man. I feel like it's a God thing that he was your trainer out of everybody. Yeah, You know, I, I can almost imagine the conversations you guys had, but to actually have somebody like him who may mirror somebody you lost, I don't know, or maybe, yeah. so, you know, something, but to see him like, uh, I can only imagine. Um, how was that for you, your, your experience? And, yeah. you know, I really, you know, I really want to hit on that. I think that's important because yeah. that's how we met, you and I met. Yeah. But was yeah, it like well, I would tell you. Yeah, I would tell you, uh, things work uh, in mysterious ways. And uh, I would say it was all God's doing to place Travis and I together with Travis being my my trainer. Uh, because when I saw Travis, it also helped me to remove a barrier of I can't mm-hmm. <laughs> away from me because of my body aches and things that I was going through. I was saying, well, I can't, I can't, I can't. You know, having doctors to say, hey, don't push yourself. Because, you know, this could very well happen. But to be with Travis and to to learn of Travis' story, he, too, is a combat wounded veteran. Mm-hmm. Where he lost uh, a double amputee, as you stated, lost both of his legs uh, in Iraq from a roadside bomb as well. Um, and meeting Travis and seeing what Travis uh, is doing, uh, again, allowed me to remove that barrier of I can't. And it forced me to push myself from, I'm believing, man, if I push myself to that limit, you know, I could have another seizure because why a doctor said, you don't want to get your blood pressure this high. You don't want to get this overly mm-hmm. heated because it has happened in my past, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Travis said, hey, trust me, believe in me, and I'm going to get you where you need to be, both mentally as well as uh, physically. Mm-hmm. And he did just that. And I'm forever grateful for Travis that uh, Marina, uh, here, my girlfriend, she she was like, hey, uh, hey, I want to, you know, train with Travis. And uh, she used to complain a lot about her back. Right. And I'm always, you know, massaging my back like I got to massage her back one more time. On right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I, I can say that now. <laughs> no, but uh, no, seriously, though, she she had a lot of back pains with not mm-hmm. swearing back everything. And. When she even started working out with Travis, you know, now that I've graduated uh, out of the program and we still going back training with Travis because now it is a part of my life, mm-hmm. lifestyle for me. Uh, so about three weeks after training with Travis, Marina trained with Travis. I didn't say anything. And I'm like, I'm like, 
And she hadn't asked me to like massage her back to work out those knots, or she hadn't complained about certain things in a minute. I'm not going to say anything. Well, she's probably like, like dying something. over there trying to just breathe, <laughs> no, man. <laughs> no. But but she 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 came to me. She said, "I'm really starting to feel a whole lot better physically." Mm. I said, "You know, you hadn't asked me in a while to do X, Y, and Z," and she was like, "Yeah, I haven't." I said, "Yeah, it's it's that type of training. Yeah, it is yeah. that." pushing it is that motivating it is that drive it is that as i said to travis you know his last name is strong i said it's not just by coincidence in coincidence your last name is strong man like <laughs> that name is fitting for you it's oh, supposed yeah. to be strong because it's not just his his uh his strength or his physical endurance uh to get you where you need to be but it's his attitude yeah. man his attitude is like a key component and it defines who he is because he get up every day and he hit it, mm -hmm. you know, and he motivates you to when you feel like you don't want to go. Even if Travis isn't beside you, you think about Travis and you go. Um, so Travis is forever a brother in, uh, of mine, you know, as long as I still have breath in my body. Yeah. And I'm just grateful for the Adaptive Training Foundation for bringing me into that program because it was a game changer for me. It helped me to see things differently uh, from a mental aspect, from, you know, uh, how to deal with certain situations uh, at the height of a moment, of any moment. Uh, adaptive training was able to help me to use some coping skills that I, did, I hadn't even gotten from professional doctors, not to put, those, put my doctors down, but to deal with things without having to turn to medication. Yeah. What's better than that, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. So, yeah. ATL uh, with Travis, definitely a life changer for me as well as for Marina. Man, the first day I met him, he kicked my ass in box jumps and burpees. The first day I met him, I'm like, yeah. that just happened. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I am going to humbly brag about that till the day I die. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I've been honored to work alongside you guys with Travis uh, for a little while now. And I've seen Marina like the first few hundred meters on the skier huffing and puffing to where <laughs> she is now just killing it dude night yeah. freaking day and the first time she did the skier she was like i'm never doing that again <laughs> i hate it you know my back is hurting more now she's like hey uh we're gonna do the skier i'm like wait a minute now. Wait, you want to do the skier all right <laughs> mm -hmm. ask my trainer my first time i had to do it that 12 minute skier test you got to do on your first day Mm -hmm. Mine, it was bad. I could barely like move. I mean, I was still stuck yeah. in my, I can't do this. I can't do this. And now yeah, I'm like one of the guy, best ones. It's nuts. Yeah, I said, this guy's crazy. He like do 12 minutes. I'm like straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's. So yeah, it's the first time I did, I was like, man, this guy, I I'm not coming back. Mm -mm. <laughs> mm -mm. And Travis will. <laughs> <laughs> and all of them there at the gym, you know, uh, it's, yeah. they, they all have that attitude and mentality and it just, it pulls you out of places you didn't know you were in. Um, mm -hmm. so it's a great, great foundation. I'll put, I'll put a plug in. I always put plugs in for them. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, um, I'm super stoked to see what's coming up for you guys. I'm just, I'm proud to know you, man. I mean, I freaking yeah. like we're sweating and working out and, not 
bit, I'm gonna say bitching. That's a bad word, but just griping. Like every yeah. now and then, we're like sticking the finger to Travis lovingly <laughs> because we're like, "Bro, dude," and we're just right. like, "How many and what?" And okay, I guess we're and he's doing just this. smiling at us. He's just smiling. He's smiling. At us. Like, he's like, "It's fun." I'm like, "You're fun." <laughs> I know he'd be like, "I can't wait to see them tomorrow." <laughs> no shit. <laughs> oh my god, good dude, good people, but. Hey, man, I don't know if, if there's anything else you want to share. Um, we're about ready to wrap up here in a second, but where can people find you guys more specifically? I know you Absolutely. Uh, we are on all social media platform. Our handle is Bets What's Next. So you can find us on, again, all social media platforms. Uh, to include, we don't do Snapchat. We're not on TikTok. Uh, uh, but <laughs> mainly okay. on uh, Instagram. Uh, and Facebook, as well as um, LinkedIn. And uh, if I could just say anything in closing uh, to anyone out there that's struggling with anything, or you may not even think you're struggling with anything, but it's all about uh, self-care and preventative maintenance. Um, Do not feel like you are alone. Uh, If you're living with a stigma, uh, I challenge you to remove that stigma uh, from your life, um, because people love you, right? And those who have served, there's life after military. So do not be afraid to get the help that you need, regardless of how minor or how severe, um, your issues or issue issues are, or your issue is, uh, just go to the 1-800, uh, crisis hotline. You can go to the bestwhatsnext.org, click on the get help button, and we have different services there. Uh, that will direct you into getting those services you need. Uh, pick up the phone and just call someone, uh, phone a friend when you need some help. But your life is just as valued as everybody else, just as valued as mine. People love you. I don't know you. I love you. Live your life. You're going to get through what you're going to, you're going through what you're facing. Uh, things will get better. Uh, so thank everyone who has served this great country. I thank them for their service, their dedication, and their time. Those who have supported us and the American people for serving our great country, uh, I thank them for their service and their support um, to whether someone they know personally, a family member that has served, or someone they just may know. Uh, So lastly, there's life after military. You two are valued. Get the help you need. Remove the stigma. I love that. And to think that 0.2 seconds away, this may never have been. A thing yeah yeah i'm glad Absolutely. it is because you add value to us you add value to you know to our mission to the people that you served as well and still serve yeah. so i'm glad you're here hey, hey i'm glad i'm here too <laughs> and uh you know my, my son sometimes i want to just you know get angry i'll be like you know what i'm gonna just lie this time <laughs> Chicago, you know, still here. No. He, did, real quick, before we go, does he know that he did that for you without knowing? Have you told him? Uh, when he walked into the room, uh, it was it was by the grace of God because I thought I was home alone. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he knows he saved your life. At that time, he didn't know he was about to. But he knows. But when he did, he knew then. Yeah. Wow, what a gift. Oh, what a gift. What a gift. Yeah. Moving on. (laughs) Nope. We don't, we don't do that here, but no, 
<laughs> hey man, thank you again for being here. Don't don't hang up. I'm gonna sign off. Um, okay. But again, thank you and thank you, Marina. I know you're back there somewhere. Unless she's, <laughs> I know she's she's there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, she she's waving. She's working from home. <laughs> oh, she she is that what? Yeah, we're, yeah. Well, tomorrow another workout. Hopefully, right? Oh yeah, chest day. <laughs> oh yeah, tomorrow's chest day, and it's not like a regular meathead chest day, guys. It is yeah. chest day. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well. Hang tight, okay? I'm going to sign off. Hey, thank you. You're very God welcome. bless America. You got it. Well, there you go, guys. Eric King, that's what's next. Dude, I don't even know what to say. That was a pretty freaking cool episode. But I would encourage you guys to get connected. All the links are going to be down below. Remember to subscribe, hit review, do all that fancy stuff that apparently, I guess, makes you famous on YouTube. But I keep saying that because apparently that's a thing and I still haven't seen it. So help me make it happen so I can see it. <laughs> and I'll just stop saying that. Yeah. Anyhow, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys. And stay tuned because we got some really cool guests coming up still. And my, I'm looking at my dry erase board. Some gnarly stuff coming up. So you guys are going to really want to hang in there. But make sure you subscribe. Leave us a review. And we'll see you later. Thanks for having me, Pam. Hey, thanks for coming on, dude. Hua. Hua. <laughs> <laughs> Coast Guard doesn't have that. I don't know what the hell the Coast Guard has. <laughs> yeah, what does Coast Guard say? What is y'all slogan? I don't know. We don't have one. Splash. Is it Splash? Sure. <laughs> Puddle Pirates. That's what we are, right? <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Let me, sh- let me stop recording. I don't want to incriminate well, uh, ourselves. I, and, and, hey, let, let's keep those uh, who we just recently lost in our prayers. Uh, their families. We just had here in Texas uh, another mass shooting at an elementary school. Uh, Fourteen dead. Their families in, the, in our prayers. The, the mass shooting uh, in Buffalo just recently happened, and all the mass shootings. Let's just keep the faith and continue to pray. Absolutely. I just saw that earlier before we jumped on. So it's a brutal world, but it's up to us to keep shining our lights, man. Right. Right. All right.